It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. Whew, I haven't said that in a while, man. And I guess that's why we had Mace. Welcome back. This is a welcome back Monday edition. This is a welcome back to the players as they trotted out onto the training camps down at Irvine. I was there on Saturday. It was awesome. We're going to talk about that. We're going to recap the first day. We're going to talk about some of the things that came out on the second day. Uh, Excitement level is crazy high. There were over 13,000 people that went to Rams training camp on opening day and more poured in on the following day. So, man, it's it's changed so much since they got out here in that first year. We didn't even need tickets where it was just bleachers and that was about it. And then they started adding bleachers and beer and bleachers and food and then kids stuff and uh, now they've added a stage they've got so many interactive things to do great time so if you guys have a chance there's only a few opportunities left before they get into preseason games and then they move back up towards Thousand Oaks as their home base so if you guys are down there or have an opportunity go check it out we had a blast going Uh, we're going to talk about a few other things on the show today some extensions that we want to talk about make sure we cover Todd Gurley back out on the field, Cooper Cup on the field. It was just, it's an overall, it was a great weekend for the Rams, great weekend for football. Uh, We've seen some early injuries, thankfully nothing coming out of Rams camps. We'll touch on those things as well. But welcome in, Monday edition Lockdown Rams. It's good to be back five days a week. The only daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams is right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, as well as the new streaming app, Himalaya. Download it. Check it out. It's free. The way to go. If you're listening to a bunch of podcasts, check that app out. Hit us up on social media, Lockdown Rams, all accounts, as well as LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. And if you're old school Gmail, LockdownRams at gmail.com. Hit us up with a, a suggestion, a comment, concern, question, anything. Reach out. Say what's up. Uh, met some awesome people out at Rams camp, which I'll talk about later as well. Overall, just a great experience. Went down to San Clemente, drove down in the morning with my girlfriend who we kind of made a deal. Uh, she came down to Rams camp. I'm going to go check out Chargers camp. I really want to do a little spying, see what it's like, the two LA teams, what the camps are like as far as the fan experience. So uh, we're going to go check that out. I'm hoping we're, we're even looking at doing one of their cross practice days. Maybe it's with the Rams, maybe it's with, I think they're doing the Saints this year. But we'll see how that kind of all shakes out. We drove down, met up with James, his wife, and their baby, baby James. Uh, First time out at camp was awesome. We had him in the little Rams onesie. Uh, We got there a little bit late, which is nice. We didn't have to fight the the massive crowds. I know it opened at 2. We probably got there. uh, Camp started around 4 for practice. We probably got there in between those two times. Found some parking. Got in. Had no problem with the mobile tickets, which I thought was going to be interesting this year as they kind of started adding more things to it. 
Uh, but it was crazy to see, man. There was people, even though a lot of the stuff at the stage was done, there were still people taking pictures with all the photo walls and interacting with all the things they had out there. You walk through this tennis courts that had all these great Rams logos put up that, I mean, a far, far stretch from the first year when we came. And it was almost like stapled on the wall. Now it was like imprinted and laser uh, screened up onto these these tennis screens. And then as you walked up behind the stands, they even had these drapes that were you know hanging off the back with pictures, uh, massive pictures of the players, their numbers, things like that. So it's really cool in general just to see how far camp has come in the past few years. But uh, all excitement was really out there. And it was really capped off with the announcement of extending less need and head coach Sean McVay till year 2023. Everyone is super excited about that. It's crazy. When I first jumped on this podcast, we're only talked about this a handful of times. It was Les Need and Jeff Fisher. And when this ship was sinking, we thought everyone was going down. Me and James discussed on Rams podcast that, you know, they seemed like they were hand in hand in this. He kept sticking up for Jeff Fisher and saying, you know, he, he had faith in him and faith in him. They The extension, that whole talk, if you guys remember that. Uh, where it came out, you know, after we lost a bunch of games that, you know, there was extension on the table and that it was under, you know, behind closed doors and then they made it public. And then weeks later, they ended up letting him go. So there was a lot of confusion there. But Lesney definitely got out uh, behind that coach at the right time, found Sean McVay. Uh, they talked about how great it was to be able to extend together and some of the chemistry they have. Here's actually a clip that the Rams put together of these two guys sitting down talking about their extension. We'll play that really quick. We'll be right back. Lesney. Sean McVay talking about extending with the Rams. I think we see the game really similar. You know, I think about the rapport in terms of how we want to see the types of players on offense, defense, special teams, the type of mental makeup that they have, the physical skill sets specific to each position and how we want to operate schematically. And, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't be more appreciative of him and, and just to, to continue to work and, and try to, you know, even get better this year. One of the things that I've really appreciated about Les since we've gotten here is, you know, you have needs or you have things that you want to try to get done. And there's been a tireless commitment to always making sure that he's providing uh, the coaches with the necessary pieces specific to the players that he acquires for what we feel like is best, whether that be acquiring Fowler in the middle of the season last year, whether that be going and getting Sammy Watkins uh, before we even started our first season together, finding a way for us to trade for some of those corners, being able to get, um, you know, Tlaib and Peters, going and getting Brandon Cooks. So I think there's been a consistent commitment for a shared vision. And then if we have something that goes differently, no different than us having to adjust our game plan within the framework of it, you know, he's, he's shown a, a great ability to do that as well. And, and that's something that I know our coaches are very appreciative of. There you had it. That was Sean McVay talking about Les Snead, the relationship, and really Les Snead, the trust in him to go out and get players that fit in Sean McVay's system. So when you see people, you know, whether that's through the draft or free agency, and we're picking up these guys, it's almost Sean McVay as much involved in this as it is Les Snead, understanding what needs to happen in this offense and defense as far as personnel and then allowing them to go out and get those type of guys to, you know, come back to Sean McVay and Wade Phillips and basically say, hey, look, these are the guys that you, you wanted. You got them. And now we've seen the production of that on the other side as you starting talking about getting to playoffs two years in a row, winning the NFC West two years in a row, going all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, this is a perfect marriage. I know we talked about Les Need and Jeff Fisher on the, the other side of this. But, man, that seems like ages ago these two guys um, – 
a very well-deserved extension. A lot of upgrades uh, for the Rams. One of the other things I noticed is they're no longer staying in the dorms down at UC Irvine. They are now upgraded. If you get to the Super Bowl, man, you're getting upgraded to some nice rooms. They are in the Sheridan or the Marriott, one of those fancy hotels down there, right on the ocean, oceanfront views and everything for those guys. AC in the room. I remember the first year with Hard Knocks, they were talking about they had no AC and that was the first big step up was getting some AC. But man, these guys are being treated well. You got to the Super Bowl. Expectations are high again. But we're going to do first, we're going to step aside, take a quick break. We'll be right back. Monday edition Lockdown Rams right after this. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. Excited to be back up to the full schedule, talking to you guys five days a week, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Couple last notes on camp before we kind of move on to some of the players that we saw out there and some of the exciting things that just was football day one back in Irvine opening up for camp. The interaction with the crowd is always so much fun. You know, hearing everyone do Who's House, Ram's House, all the music that is going, the players interacting, people chanting for players, uh, you know, kind of getting that personal up-close experience that you don't get at any other experience as far as an NFL experience at a game. So, again, must go to. I finally got to meet Serena Morales. We've been talking for a year now. We talked about even having her back on for this 2019 season. It sounds like our Hype Friday will continue. Uh, but it was so awesome to finally put a face to a name. I guess really for her, not me, because she's always on TV. But uh, went over to the tent and got to say hello uh, also, big shout out to Ben. Want to say what's up to Ben? He actually came over to me, showed me his phone. He was like, "You're Bear from 
the Lockdown Podcast? He's like, dude, I just downloaded and listened today. He's like, I was in need of some football. And later he came up and he showed me his phone. He's like, dude, I was lying. Here you go. So shout out, Ben. It was awesome meeting you as well. Uh, kind of gave me a little fan moment of like, oh, my God, people do listen. Uh, so I appreciate all you guys that do listen. Always say what's up, where you're listening from. Uh, and if you guys are going back out to camp, you shoot me a DM on uh, social media and let me know what days you guys are going because I'm trying to go back. So I'd love to come up, uh, talk some football with all you guys that listen on a daily basis. We're, we're excited to be back. We're excited that you guys listen uh, five days a week. So thank you so much for that. And it was awesome meeting you, Ben. But really, to recap kind of the excitement level of what was that day, day one is Todd Gurley back out on the field. Cooper Cup back out on the field seeing Eric Weddle, Clay Matthews, all of our rookies out there in horns. I mean, it's just so exciting to kind of see these guys and know that we are about to get into some real action. And we'll start with Todd Gurley because uh, obviously all the storyline throughout the offseason has been on him. And I didn't really know what to expect. I don't think anyone, they, they, they have this plan that they keep talking about, the Rams do, and they're not really sharing it with us. So uh, we're expecting you know, limited action throughout this training camp. And then we're expecting no action during preseason. Todd Gurley even joked about that when they, you know, talked about, you know, what the plan is. And he kind of joked and said, like, what do we need the preseason for? What do I need the preseason for? I know at week one, I've got to be ready and I can do those things during camp and during practice and not have to go out and beat myself up. So uh, he joked to that. He also congratulated just like a lot of the players you saw on social media, Coach McVay, Les Snead, uh, he joked that Les Snead and, and Coach McVay got him the big bucks, so it was exciting to hear. He wanted to go and figure out how much money they were making because all together, you know, that was the whole plan. They get him some money, he goes out and gets them some money. So uh, everyone kind of taking care of each other, but to see him out on the field and, again, not understanding what we we're going to see and right away with the number ones, seeing him getting some handoffs and the crowd going crazy instantly uh, anytime that he touched the ball and the rotation of seeing Henderson in there a lot, which I I think we're going to see with the limitation of Todd Gurley look kind of like Todd Gurley would get a run with the ones and then they'd run through the other running backs and then they'd skip them in the rotation and then they'd get him back in with the number one. So it seems like, you know, maybe one third of the snaps is what he's looking at getting right now in, the, in kind of a rotational basis. And maybe that some days he'll have a heavier load and after back to back days, maybe he'll have a lighter load and we'll continue to learn this quote unquote plan of Todd Gurley. He wasn't sharing much about it. Neither was Sean McVay when he talked about it either, but both of them said, Hey, felt good to be back out. Uh, there was, you know, Todd Gurley said he felt fine after it and he knows what his body can do. He's been doing this forever. And it was the media. He even joked kind of saying like, why are you guys putting all this bad energy on my knee? Like quit talking about it. Like, let me just come out here and do my thing. So, uh, he was great kind of listening to him and, and coming back into it. He's a mega star, superstar. You can tell the way that he handles these questions. He knows how to not feed into the media, how to downplay anything kind of almost in the NBA. You saw Kawhi Leonard kind of take on this very, straight approach with the media and they're like well what's going to happen in game set like what do you do to get to game seven and he'd be like well you got to win game six to get game seven and he'd answer him like so blatantly stupid that the question was being asked and he just and that's what Todd Gurley's got this year he's not going to fall into a trap of a question and he just kind of rolls things off um and he's kind of a pro even Lindsay 30 kind of said man it, you kind of feel different your aura is different like you have more confidence and he's like I've been doing this man I'm just used to it uh, so he downplays just about everything except for how excited he is to be back with his teammates, which he mentioned over and over again. So, of course, excited to see him. And then and then Cooper Cup, man, talking about another guy dealing with, you know, a knee issue and questions about his health. 
was out there and there's still, you know, there was some concerns or thoughts that maybe he'd come out in that quarterback red kind of don't, you know, overprotected player, you know, coming off the injury. He was full go. He was in the uni just like everybody else. He was out there running around, had a gorgeous catch uh, from a throw from Jared Goff that came across the middle. The crowd went crazy, kind of wiggled his way through up through some tackles uh, and came through and scored a touchdown, even though I think it's a very light day, but it was awesome to see up there, you know, jumping up in the air, making cuts on that foot. Like he just looked really good. Sean McVay talked about him and kind of how they have a plan for him too, as well to ease him into everything. But he's, you know, far beyond where they thought he'd be. Uh, Todd Gurley mentioned in his thing that Cooper Cup's the last guy you need to worry about that, how hard this guy works and the focus, the mindset and the type of player that he is. He's the last guy he needs to worry about on our team as far as being ready for week one. So really cool to see all that, you know, thinking back to a few years ago and in the past camps, like there's been, it's just always, whether it was Aaron Donald missing or Todd Gurley sitting out or one of the wide receivers wasn't in, or, you know, just kind of this mix of, you know, Jared Goff wasn't the starter yet. All those type of things that I've seen in camp to see these guys there. It was like the complete team. It was like that Super Bowl roster with some rookies and a couple extra vets. It was really cool to see everybody out on the field. We'll get to Aaron Donald here in a second, but we're going to step aside. We're going to take another break right back. Monday edition Lockdown Rams right after this. And actually, before we get to break, I want to talk to you about one of the awesome advertisers we have here on the show. Also, don't forget, if you guys want to advertise on Lockdown Rams or anywhere across the Lockdown Podcast Network, reach out to us as well because we've got some awesome opportunity on our network. But for today, you guys know about Blue Chew. We're going to talk about them here. Blue Chew, like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. Take them anytime, any day, night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewables, they work up as twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. I mean, we're talking about sex, right? Not just sex, but good sex. Remember the days when you're all ready to go? That's not probably the case anymore, and it's okay. This isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's guys who are trying to perform better. Maybe we should have popped like 53 blue chews before hitting the Super Bowl field, but it's okay. We've got this year to make it up. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visits. No waiting at the pharmacy. Uh, excuse me, Bear? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's you right there, Bear? Yeah. Your prescription's ready? None of that, right? It just shows up at the house, discreet package. No more awkwardness. It's made in the U.S. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal just for our listeners. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free when using the special promo code LOCKDOWN. All you have to do is pay that $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code LOCKDOWN to try it for free. Bluechew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We'll be right back on the other side. More Lockdown Rams Monday right after this. All right, welcome back to our third segment, Monday edition. If you can't tell by now, I'm stoked to be here. Uh, I'm still fueling off that energy yesterday being out in the sun. It was like 80 degrees. We were sweating, but it didn't even matter. I got a cold beer in my hand, watching some football, meeting some great fans. It was a great day out there in Irvine. We've talked a lot about the offense, so I want to leave 
uh, this last segment and get you into Tuesday's episode talking about the defense a little bit. We briefly touched on seeing Aaron Donald out there, which was awesome, uh, but just kind of having that full team back and then, you know, adding veterans like Clay Matthews, seeing Eric Weddle out there next to John Johnson and seeing Eric Weddle sneak all the way up to the line of scrimmage and start reading the play if it's a run or a pass and the way that he communicates with everybody else was really exciting. We watched one play that I saw, actually Miles Simons kind of in his recap of the day kind of talked about Tlaib getting an interception on Jared Goff where Jared Goff started out left, rolled right, Threw into some coverage. Later, Jared joked that he kind of threw it right to Tlaib to kind of make him feel better. Tlaib, which I love, by the way, and I think this is something that they've really instilled in them, both offense and defense, but these guys take to the house, right? Even if you're caught up in the mix as a running back, they still get out of there and they run another 20 yards up up upfield, which I think... You know, it's kind of standard at this point, but it was awesome to see Tlaib, as soon as he gets that pick, go uphill. He was thinking six the other way. Uh, the funny thing is I was actually mentioning James Kroger. Is they're like, oh, great pick by Tlaib. But uh, Jared Goff was back there for about six, seven seconds. He's got the red shirt on in a regular season game. That's probably a sack or a throwaway. So I don't know if I put that too much on Jared Goff. Uh, but he was throwing the ball, slinging it well. We saw Blake Bortles out there as well. But the defense, man, just the way that these guys, uh, you know, I think can flow together. Seeing Marcus Peters on the other side of that. Uh, Jared Goff is going to have a great team to practice against to kind of get better every day. Uh, Peters, Tlaib, John Johnson, Eric Weddle. Uh, that secondary is tough, and I think they're going to produce a lot of interceptions, not only in this uh, preseason and in camp, but when we get into the regular season, it should be exciting to watch. But uh, those guys all back together. And then the rookies. You know, seeing Greg Gaines on the defensive line working next to Aaron Donald, couple of the undrafted free agents, like people following around Aaron Donald trying to get every piece of information. And then looking at some of the other rookies on the defense side of the ball, Taylor Rapp was out there running around making plays, definitely keeping a close eye on what Eric Weddle was doing and trying to pick up everything he could there. And while we're kind of on rookies, I know we talked offense, but Daryl Henderson, man, was fun to watch. Every time I picked up my head, it felt like he was catching a swing pass on the outside or cutting one up the middle. Uh, he was getting a lot of reps, obviously, as we talked, Todd Gurley's being rotated out. We saw some Malcolm Brown as well, which is exciting to see him back. But uh, every time I picked my head up, it seemed like Daryl Henderson was having the ball, uh, both catching it and running. Great hands. I think I saw at least six or seven passes go his way. I didn't see a drop. I can't say that he didn't drop one. I haven't seen anything as far as full catches versus drops on day one and day two. But man, this guy has got great hands. One of the reasons why the Rams picked him up, looking to add him into this organization. But uh, exciting things going to be coming out of him. And one last note on the offense, something I missed to say earlier as we were kind of hitting some news and notes getting off on this Monday edition of Lockdown Rams was not only did the Rams take care of Sean McVay and Les Snead, but they gave a $3 million bonus, a raise, shall you say, to Mr. Robert Woods. He's going to receive an additional $1 million base salary for the 2019 season and has a fully guaranteed $2 million roster bonus for the 2020 season. So Woods now is going to make $6 million in salary this year instead of five. Remember, he led the Rams in receptions last year. He went past the 1,000 yards receiving for the first time in his career. First two seasons with the Rams, Woods has racked up 142 receptions, 2,000 yards, 11 touchdowns in just 28 games. And that coming from a guy who just had 12 touchdowns combined in the four seasons he had with the Buffalo Bills. 
Back in 2017, he signed a five-year deal for $39 million with $15 million guaranteed. It's safe to say that he basically outperformed his contract. The Rams have been awesome and being up front on these things. Obviously, we saw Todd Gurley get taken care of. We saw a lot of awesome stuff at the beginning of camp that I didn't mention about uh, the Jared Goff stuff and, and how Les Need and Sean McVay both said it's not about if, it's about when. We're going to take care of the guy. Uh, another great thing is, is Jared Goff doesn't seem to have too much pressure on this as, as far as during you know the public eye. He basically said uh, he's not worried about it, that people are going to handle that for him. And that's part of being a leader is not really worrying about the money that just kind of coming to work every day and getting ready to move forward. So uh, that won't be an issue. Maybe that happens before camp. Again, we're seeing some of this money stuff being taken care of. We're getting closer to the season. So uh, maybe that's something that they've got working under the table and, and we'll have a podcast here about this the next couple weeks or he goes out and plays the 29th season and we go into the new stadium 2020 we're talking about rebranding potential signing of a franchise quarterback a new stadium hopefully coming off of another extended run in the playoffs so there's a lot to get excited about but no one's in a rush to get anything done uh, as far as in the media wise I mean we've seen a lot of uh, jabs at people in the running back world with Melvin Gordon here in Los Angeles and Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys the nice thing is it seems like the Rams have a really good grasp of everything as far as financially on their team. Even though last year you looked to the Aaron Donald holdout, it never really got ugly. Uh, Aaron Donald never made you know any gripes, occasional maybe weird emoji on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. But everyone kind of stayed on the same page as far as this is happening behind the scenes and let it stay behind the scenes. So I uh, wanted to make sure I touched on that because Robert Woods, man, one of my favorite guys on the team, well-deserved. He was out there, made a couple really good catches as well. And then to wrap it up, because I don't want to go an episode and not mention them, is the special teams unit out working hard. A lot of the action was on one field when they were doing 11-on-11 drills, and it seemed like the whole crowd was moving over there. But uh, we stayed into some shade, and we started watching Greg Zerline just back it up five yards, back it up five yards, and just be kicking these things through like Mr. Automatic that we know he is. And then watching Johnny Hecker step up and just drop 60, 65-yard bombs. I think the one they said went 60 yards in the air. It was kind of a corner-angled punt inside the five. Uh, this guy hasn't skipped a beat as far as what he can do. So uh, top to bottom, we saw a lot of exciting things in day one and day two as I've been kind of following along on social media. If you guys are there, uh, let me know when you're going to be there next. Tag me in some pictures. I'll retweet it. I always want to see what you guys are seeing and what your thoughts on camp were compared to what I saw. But man, I saw a lot of energy. I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of smiles. And I saw a lot of healthy knees. I'll tell you that. You know, watching Todd Gurley cut and watching Cooper Cup cut, they weren't holding back on anything. I think these guys are healthy. They had a long, long season, especially in Todd Gurley's case. They needed this break. This break was very crucial. But now they're back. They're healthy. They're ready. And I think they've got, weirdly, it's weird to say a team that went to the Super Bowl can have a chip on their shoulder. But this team is already slowly building that mentally with what they've done with Sean McVay, the we, not me. They find a way to feel like they've been slighted. They're not going to tell you about it. I know that. But I know they are very highly motivated group we shouldn't have gotten past the saints we got blown out in the super bowl todd Gurley's knee is you know crushed for life sean mcveigh got out coached and he doesn't know how to game plan the big game jared goff is a system quarterback and it's overrated the defense is only here because their offense was that good last year 
yeah, they brought on some veterans, but they're old and no one wanted them. This team has it all against them. I think they're motivated for a 2019 awesome campaign, but we'll have to keep a close eye on all this. And I'll be here five days a week breaking it all down as we go through camp day by day, whether it's public or not public. We'll bring you some of the press conferences. We'll bring you the latest stories. We'll give you some insight. We're going to have some awesome guests. We're going to do some crossovers. We're going to talk some other teams. It's a great week here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, especially on Lockdown Rams. I appreciate you guys listening, but you know what it is. Until next time, peace. Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.